0: NASA recently awarded 17 companies more than $14 million to keep developing promising new technologies. They've already shown promising results in the first round of funding. With the latest on NASA's small business technology transfer and small business innovative research programs, we turn to their deputy program executive, Janelle Steele. Ms. Steele, good to have you on.
1: Thanks for having me, Tom.
0: So this is a long-standing program, really two programs that are interrelated. Just give us the architecture of the program and a little bit of the history.
1: Absolutely. So STTR stands for Small Business Technology Transfer Program, and we support and fund American small businesses in partnership with research institutes and that have a desire to further relevant research and build capacity for NASA, the commercial aerospace industry, and the nation as a whole. The program is run jointly with this sister program, the NASA Small Business Innovation Research Program, or SBIR, But the main difference between the two is that STTR requires a small business to partner with the research institute, whereas the SBIR program is open to just any small business. No partnership is required. Our program's goal is to introduce new technologies and ideas when and where they are needed most. So we fund technologies and invest in small businesses and research institutes in all 50 states, including Puerto Rico, throughout the year through our phase 1 and phase 2 program but also through our post phase 2 opportunities. The STTR program in particular is run in three phases. Phase 1 is called our idea generation phase and these contracts last for 13 months with a max funding of 125k. In this phase, the small business and research institute will have the opportunity to establish the merit and feasibility of their proposed innovation, but they don't need to necessarily deliver anything physical. Phase two focuses on actually developing and demonstrating and delivering the innovation, and we call this our prototype phase. But these contracts last then for 24 months with a maximum funding of seven hundred and fifty k. This is the phase that we're talking about today that we just awarded right before the end of the calendar year.
0: Sure. So I guess these programs then give a real good clue into what NASA writ large is interested in developing on the technology front. Give us some highlights of the second phase of funding.
1: The 750K demonstration and development is really where a lot of the prototypes that will meet some of NASA's missions are uh, specified. If you go to our website at sbir.nasa.gov, we talk about three particular technologies under STTR that were just awarded. One is with a company called Plasma Processes. This is a veteran-owned small business out of Huntsville, Alabama, and they're going to be partnering with Georgia Tech and developing a dual-mode green propulsion system. This has always been one of our major focuses for us to develop propulsion systems that can help with our missions. This is a technology that would gear us towards that. There's another company we talk about on the website called H2O Insights, and this is a women-owned small business and a first-time awardee under our NASA STTR program. They're located in Scottsdale. And they'll partner with Arizona State University in Tempe to develop a novel optical fiber. And then we have uh, the last one that we mentioned on the website is Multi3D, a first-time awardee. This is a recipient out of Cary, North Carolina. And they'll partner with Duke University in Durham, North Carolina, to create a metasurface antenna that will help future NASA missions map water content on the lunar surface and the Earth.
0: And when you go back to plasma processes here for a moment, this is for green propulsion. I guess plasma, whatever that is, has something to do with this propulsion. But could this potentially result in a way that could help rockets maneuver in space at
1: some point? So this is a technology where NASA and any future commercial clients could use this system for missions requiring attitude and orbit control, reaction control and formulation flying and controlled reentry. It's primarily for uh, manipulating and being able to direct the uh, spacecraft.
0: In other words, NASA will still have to burn large amounts of regular fuel to get out of this world. But once you're up there and getting back, maybe there's some new ways to do it.
1: There are some very new innovative ways that we're looking at actually dealing with maneuvering uh, spacecraft. The process of getting out of space requires such a large amount of thrust. But I I know that we're also looking at uh, green technologies for that. But I think more importantly, we're trying to go into the areas of where we can find technology demonstrations in maneuvering smaller thrust type of applications.
0: We're speaking with Janelle Steele. She's Deputy Program Executive for the Small Business Technology Transfer and Small Business Innovation Research Programs at NASA. And when you conceive of one of these rounds of fundings, one, two, and three, How do the companies get picked? How do the technologies needed get zeroed in on? Is that something that your program can do alone, or do you involve the primary NASA mission owners in this whole process?
1: Yeah, so our program, the SBIR and STTR program, technically falls under one of the agency's four mission directorates, the Space Technology Mission Directorate. But we're tied to everything that NASA does through our solicitation. We cover human exploration, space technology, science, and aeronautics. So our phase two awardees will develop technologies across all of NASA's spectrum. Of course, we're going to make sure that these companies are geared in to help the agency achieve its Artemis mission, which is landing the first woman and the next man on the moon by 2024. So we've selected multiple technologies that have the potential benefit for NASA's lunar mission, electric propulsion systems, uh, the antenna we talked about. The water content on a lunar surface that we talked about so all of these are geared towards what our missions are across all of our uh, mission directorates
0: and one of the companies h2o insights again looking that you mentioned and looking at your website describing them it yep. says they are looking into the ability of ultraviolet lights to disinfect bacteria on the space yep. station but this could have a lot of application here on earth on a lot of ways And given the fact that there is so much commercial development going on in space, some of these propulsion systems and so on could work for commercial operators of spacecraft and not just NASA. Is that one of the guiding principles that these have multiple-use technologies?
1: Absolutely. When we define our subtopics, we look for those technologies that, of course, uh, have a benefit for the missions that we're working on, but also will serve the small business because The ultimate goal is that they make an impact on the nation's economy. And so uh, we are looking for those technologies that could have terrestrial benefits. And most of our applications, our small businesses are finding that while we're making it for, as you said, H2O is making it for disinfecting on the International Space Station, it also has applications here through the appliances and biomedical devices and things of that sort. That's our goal, and that's our, our win-win situation where we can find a need for technologies that small businesses can deliver for us, but also have a potential marketplace here.
0: Did the companies that got the awards, were they working on these technologies specifically for NASA in the first place? Or did they have something they were working on commercially that got yeah. NASA's attention and their attention? And you said, you know, we might be able to dance here.
1: We find that they can be in a lot of different areas, Tom. They can be companies that had some thoughts of, hmm, my technology might be beneficial to NASA. We sponsor a Innovation and Opportunity Conference every year. And we lay out a lot of our needs at that Innovation and Opportunity Conference, which hopefully sparks uh, some interest in the small businesses as to what they're working on that we might also have a need for. So the synergies are are usually there, and it it helps uh, when there is some existing synergy between what they're working on and the applications that we have. But we also advise companies that might be coming brand new to NASA to look at our past solicitations, see where we have funded technologies before, to give you a better idea of what we're looking at, we do right now, and our solicitation just closed on Friday, but we, we have a communications blackout time frame from the time the solicitation opens to when awards are made. After that, you're open to talk to any of the NASA subject matter experts and really understand and get a deep dive into not only the particular technology that was asked for in the solicitation, but the broader applications that we're looking for. So as much research and homework that you can do on some of our needs based on the capabilities of those companies uh, helps, you know, making that connection.
0: And these companies that are small, do they also tend to be in the startup or research oriented phase as opposed to they've been around for 25 years producing some particular technology?
1: They're both. We are attracting more of the growth oriented startup companies than we have had before. We also have a space topic that we run in connection with the National Science Foundation, and they focus primarily on growth-oriented and startup companies. So we're covering both the waterfronts through what we do and and what they do. But yeah, we can see everything from an early-stage startup company to one that's been around for a while proposing and actually getting awards.
0: I imagine it gives you faith in American innovation to see these parades of companies coming through your agency, or program.
1: Absolutely. It's an exciting opportunity. Again, the amount that we put in making sure that our subtopics are uh, looking to address both the needs that the nation has through our mission, But also with those terrestrial benefits, we've seen a couple of companies get acquired and get bigger (laughs) from working through our technology. One of the things working with NASA does for a small business is it does say that your technology has been vetted. You know, we do a lot of uh, work to make sure that the technologies that you are developing, the small businesses are developing, are addressing what we need. We have a very stringent uh, requirements because we're trying to take these technologies to space. So they've got to be rad hard. (laughs) They've got to do a lot of things that aren't necessarily what you would need to do terrestrially to, to sell the application. So it just is a further vetting of that technology.
0: Janelle Steele is Deputy Program Executive of the Small Business Technology Transfer and Small Business Innovative Research Programs at NASA. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We'll post this interview with links to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.
1: Winter season is here, and Discount Tire wants you to stay safe on the road.
0: Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at discounttire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Whether in person or remote, Open communication with your doctor is key to managing any condition, including heart failure.
1: How have you been feeling? Um, I'm okay.
0: Both are great options to continue having open conversations with your doctor about how you're feeling.
1: I've had less energy.
0: And when you speak openly
1: with your doctor, they're better equipped to help. Visit heartfailuretalks.com to learn more.